0: our Father and our God we do delight in giving your name the praise, the honor, and the glory for it was by your grace that we're able even now to stand and come to this point in our lives where we recognize that if it had not been for your goodness your mercy and grace we would not be here we thank you for favor and we thank you for mercy there's none like you oh God we know that we don't deserve it but there's none like you the mercy and grace that you poured out upon us now Father as we are ready to receive your word help us to see ourselves in this word because we know that Within the confines of your word, there is remedy, solution, power, help, and strength. Father, cause every ear to be attentive to each and every word, that we would receive all that you have for us this day, so that then we can walk in the power of your word and in the power of your resurrection. Give me now, I pray, dear God, as your humble servant, your word. Feed me that I may feed your people. Bless me, anoint me, help me to be both efficient and effective in delivering your word. In Christ's name I do pray. Thank God. Let the church say amen. While you're standing, and I would that those that can, wherever you are and whatever situation you're in, if you're able to stand, I want you to stand for the reading of God's holy word as we turn to the book of St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 24. Amen. That gospel, according to St. Luke, they saw it all the same Matthew, Mark, and Luke. That's the synoptic gospel. They all tell of the birth, and the death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 7. And when you have that, won't you say, I have arrived. And the word of the Lord says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass. As they were much perplexed, thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And the word of the Lord is so wonderfully blessed. You may have your seats. You may have Your seats. I want to emphasize today on what Jesus had shared with the disciples and the women of the Lord prior to the events of Calvary. They didn't have to guess, Jesus told them what was going to happen. To be told beforehand is to be prepared. God wants each of us to be prepared for what is to come. That's why he tells us before it happens. Jesus, the son of the living God, the savior of the world, the king of kings and lord of lords, told them, saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and he And be crucified. And the third day, rise again. Ah, rise again. I'm so glad this morning that Jesus not only was a man of his word, but Jesus still is a man of his word. If Jesus said it, what's that phrase? You can take it to the bank. If Jesus said it, it shall come to pass. Why? Because Jesus is faithful in his word. Come on, church, say Jesus is faithful in his word. Now, that's an interesting point, dealing with the fact that Jesus never lies. And if he said something, it shall come to pass. That ought to serve for each of us a ray of hope and a reason to be excited, not just get excited, but to be excited because you can count on him fulfilling and doing what he says. Might not come when you want him to, but how many know he's right on time? God understands divine timing because he created all things In its time, for its time, with purpose. Stories have been written and movies have been produced that show the profound, arduous, and relentless challenges that men and women have endured simply because they made a promise. They said that they were going to do something and Even though obstacles came, they were determined to keep their word. How many of you today have made promises to your children, to your spouses, to your various loved ones, and then it seemed like something suddenly came up to deter you or prevent you from doing what you promised, what you said? And yet, something within you said, no, 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 I promised it, I said it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to endure this thing. I'm going to deal with it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Is that anyone's testimony? Anyone's testimony? So it was that you made a statement. Jesus made a statement or a commitment that someone is now depending upon you to do what you said you were going to do. There are several movies that in times past I've watched where somebody had to leave the fold and go and do something and they promised I'll be back for you you all remember the Terminator if I could just say it in his words I'll be back however he said and it was necessary the earth was depending on him coming back to rid the world of rodents, the pests, the thieves, the murderers, and he returned. And so I want you to understand today, Jesus is not the Terminator, he's the life giver. And he said, I'll be back. He said, on the third day, I'm going to rise again. hmm Come to tell you, you can trust. God at his word. And therefore, I want to preach this morning on this wonderful resurrection day from the subject, he kept his word. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad he did. He kept his word. Had he not, we wouldn't be assembled here today. Had it not, we wouldn't have hope for tomorrow. Had it not, we would be miserable and on our way to a devil's hell. But because he kept his word. There is hope even above hope. There's a reason to smile again. There's a reason to hope again. All because he gave his word. There is a popular saying and I know if I start you York can help me to finish it. Poplar saying says, a man's word is his bond. A man's word is his bond. It speaks, to, um, it speaks to integrity and what you are willing to endure in order to produce what you said. Now, the reality is we make promises all the time. We give our word all the time. Never knowing what we're going to have to face. Never knowing the challenges that are going to erupt in our lives. But you promised. Anybody ever heard, mommy, you promised. Watch the daddy. Mommy, you, you, you said, you said they are holding you accountable your word and regardless of how small the child is and regardless of how small it is that which you promised to them it is a matter of life and death. Mommy you, you promised that if I was good I could have a piece of candy and now it looks like candy is not going to visit your house today and so therefore You feel like you're going to die if you don't get what was promised. I want y'all to see this today. Now, in reality, you're not going to die without another piece of candy. I promise you, you'll live to see another piece of candy. But had Jesus not kept his word, there would be no salvation. There would be no hope of resurrection. And when I speak of resurrection, I'm not just talking about Jesus getting up again from the grave. But if Jesus had not kept his word, you would not rise out of that miserable situation that you've been living in. You would not rise from that poverty-stricken mentality, that dangerous and deadly situation that you had been living in, but because Jesus promised. Because he's not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he would repent of what he said. I know it's going to be all right. Look, uh, you don't have to run over to your neighbor today. but Look at them in their face and say, I got a feeling. That everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Come on, tell them. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right hmm A man's word. And when we from a scriptural perspective speak of men, we also are talking about women. Don't 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 you feel left out in this thing. Ah, for the woman is the man with the womb. Eh? But you still look all right. Mm-hmm. I can't even go there. All right. Mm-hmm. And so this reminds me of Jesus because he was willing and did endure hardness in order to keep. His word, Jesus went through something. In fact, what he went through really put what you're going through, it puts it to shame. You're not going to die. You're going to live to tell the story. And, and, and let me tell y'all something some of y'all y- you go through things I, I'm not trying to belittle or, or make small your situation but we go through some, t- some things that, that, that we really feel like we're going to die baby you ain't going to die you can make it without another burger I promise you you're not going to die you're not going to die if you don't get that new suit that you've been looking in that magazine for the past month you're not going to die there are some things that we want to confess to Jesus that perhaps before we bring that to Jesus, we really ought to examine the situation. Was it really that bad? Did you really have it like that? Or, you know, either we are always victorious in every situation or we're always the loser and the one who deserves everybody's mercy and pity. It's strange the way we tell it, but Jesus knows all the facts. There is. A saying, and I was I was very impressed by the saying, uh, and it goes something like this: uh, Until the lion tells the story, the hunter always wins. <laughs> it's not always like you told it. Sometimes you are the cause of your dilemma. Sometimes you are the one who started and sometimes you truly are the victory, but the reason that you didn't come out of it wasn't because they wouldn't let you out of it. It was because you wasn't fighting hard enough. Every battle is not the same. Some battles you fight, you come out unscathed, no marks or bruises. But then there are some other battles that you've got to fight. You've got to fight one more time. You've got to fight, and you're going to come out with some scratches. There might even be some blood, but it's nothing to compare what Jesus went through on our behalf. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. He is the promise keeper. I want to talk to you, as I said today from the subject he kept his word he kept his come on look at somebody again tell him he kept his word he did it all he went through he endured hard times and and hard things and difficult people he went through lies you think you've been lied on but you don't know the story of jesus my god my god he went through it he Died and rose again. Jesus says hallelujah. Ah, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men. And be crucified and the third day rise again. He got up and because he got up you can get up also. There is absolutely no doubt that the death, the birth, or shall I say the birth and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ are the most significant events that have ever taken place in the history of mankind. The birth, death, and resurrection. The birth is the significant, it is so significant because It signals the hope of salvation. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 7 and 14 says, Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall be called, His name shall be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. Because now God wants us to know that I'm right by your side. God wants you to know that I'm watching over you. God wants you to know that I'm not far, but I'm right here. Jesus comes later and says, Lo, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'm. Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know about you, but it's not dependent upon a feeling. If I can't feel God, I know he's right there. If I can't sense his presence, because he made a promise, because he's a promise keeper, because he will keep his word, I can take him at his word and know that he's right there. Some things, in order to feel the full impact, you gotta shake it up. That's why sometimes you gotta shake yourself. Shake yourself. That's why I Paul tells Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you, that was placed in you by the laying on of hands. You got to stir up your knowledge that God is God. You got to stir up your faith to know that this too shall pass. Yes, it came. I'm going through some hard times. But Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of time. And Jesus is the way maker. Hallelujah. And so I know it's going to be all right. I dare you to look at somebody today and tell them it's gonna be alright. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put somewhat of a song in there. Because you know when you sing, praise God, it has the tendency to bring you to a happier place. Look at them, t- tell them faith to faith. Tell them not, not not too close, not 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 too close, but tell them it's gonna be alright. <laughs> 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 ah. Brother Howard, I got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Let me, let me calm my happy hips down here. Uh, the death of Jesus is so relevant because humanity was plagued with sin and the penalty. For sin not was, but still is eternal death and damnation. That means separation from God, y'all. And where God is not is a dark place. It's a hurtful place. I don't know about you, but I'm not going there by the grace of God. Hallelujah. But because Jesus went to the cross on the hill of Golgotha, and stayed on the cross. He hung there until he was dead. But on the third day, look at somebody say, on the third day, he got up. And it was necessary because he was the chosen one to be our substitute. Somebody had to die because the penalty was death. But for God so loved the world, That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life but so that you and i would not perish somebody had to take your place oh god this is one time that i was glad that there was somebody willing and waiting to take my place I'm not talking about the bat stab, but I'm talking about the life giver. I'm talking about the life sustainer. What's his name? What's his name? Hallelujah. Somebody had to die for the mess that you did. Romans 6 and 23 says for the wages of sin is come on help me out, death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mary couldn't have died for me. Peter couldn't have died for me. Paul couldn't have died for me. Judas Sure enough couldn't have died for me, but Jesus and Jesus alone. That's why we're here today. Thank God for Jesus. Emmanuel, the Emmanuel of God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm so glad that he died for me, but I'm even happier that on the third day, he got up again. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we said that the birth, the death, and the resurrection are the most significant days in history. But we cannot merely acknowledge his birth, death, resurrection without acknowledging the impact of what he did and what he said between those time periods. Because while he was here, he left a powerful legacy on how we are to live. That's why it's necessary for us to read and study the Word of God. Oh, God, the the clock is so ticking. The clock is so ticking. I I want you all to get this today. And so it is what he did in between time, between birth and death. That we must consume and assume the nature and the character of Christ so that heaven, hallelujah, is our reward. So that we can get the crown of life that Paul talks about, that God has for you and God has for me. I don't know about you but I'm waiting for and I'm looking for my crown. I'm not trying to get there in the next couple of hours uh, but the older I get the closer I feel drawn to that day. I I got to live holy while I can. The Bible says work the good work. Uh, we must work works while it is yet day because the night is coming that you're not going to, oh no, you didn't read read the book, you didn't read the book and so I want you to know and understand that it is what you do between the birth and the death that will determine where you spend eternity Mm -hmm. Uh, it is within the life of Jesus that we learn how to walk or to live in our Kingdom authority. I don't have time to talk today on kingdom authority. But you need to know that you're the head and not the tail. You need to know. You need to know that if it came to trouble you, trouble can't trouble you no more when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You need to know that greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You need to know that all things are possible to him that believeth. If you put your trust in God, you can get out of everything and anything. If you put your trust in God, there's nothing impossible. I come to tell you today that you can make it, but you've got to apply yourself in the word of Jesus because the words of Jesus are true look at somebody and tell them you can make it you can make it it's in Christ Jesus because of what he did there on Calvary that we can make it through anything Acts 17 and 28 this is a powerful scripture I really love it it says For in him we live and move, come on and say, move, and have our being. This actually is a tremendously powerful, powerful scripture, for it's in him. Who is the him? See, you really are not living until you know the him of him. Ah, the him, the person. But the hymn, the woman reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says that virtue left Jesus and the virtue entered into the body of Christ is this same virtue that empowers you to get through day by day. Whatever's coming your way, you got to learn and know the hymn of him. I wish I had a praying and praising church, but it's in him that we live and we move and have our being. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember often I would come in and see my mom and I'd ask mom, say, hey mom, how you doing? How you doing? And her, her phraseology, her response was always the same, always the same. She said, well, I'm moving. I, I'm moving. Anybody know my mother? am I'm moving." And see, for us, the first thought is that she was still alive and able to put one foot in front of the other. But when you really realize, What it is to move in Christ Jesus, that means that I take him at his word. I trust everything that he says. And every time the devil comes up to me, I move in the power of Christ's resurrection. I move in the flow of his anointing. And I conquer everything that comes against me. I'm moving in the Lord. I'm fulfilling his word. I'm fulfilling in his will. Are you? Moving, are you still moving now? Look at somebody and tell them, I'm moving, I'm moving. You've got to move in the Lord, hallelujah. Hmm. I'm moving. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so significant and true and powerful. And the power uh, that we find in Christ Jesus, we know he had to lay down his life, but he picked up his life again. The power of life is not in laying down, but it's getting up again. That's why Paul perhaps says in Philippians 3 and 10 that I may know him that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I don't have time to say it like I feel it. But when the power of the resurrection you got to understand that when Jesus got up He got up in all power. It was finished and if you ask me what he did with that power the Bible said when he came to the disciples my God hallelujah he breathed on them when he came to the disciples he let them know that my God go to this place and stir up the spirit my God go to this place and wait on me and I'm going to empower you I'm going to endue you with the power of the Holy Ghost my God my God we're able to move in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ when the Holy Ghost comes on us that's why you need the Holy Ghost in your life thank you Jesus and let me get through this here y'all still with me and so it was on this Sunday morning that Mary and Mary Magdalene and Come on, come on, girls. Come on, they go and they go expecting to see something and someone who was not there. Why? Because they forgot what Jesus said. They brought the spices, all the things that would make his body smell good. They came to hook up Jesus with all their stuff wasn't just one, but the Bible says the women came. It's going to make sense after a while. They came to see someone who had already fulfilled his word and was not there. These women forgot the word of Jesus. Therefore, they were expecting the wrong thing. When you forget the word of God, you will always be expecting the wrong thing. You will go to places that you don't need to be because the angel made reference and said, who are you looking for? Don't you remember what he said? Jesus is not here, but he is arisen. My God, when you don't know the word of God, you get mixed up and hooked up in places that you're not even supposed to be. I come to tell you that you've got to remember and relate to the Word of God you got to remember the promises that God made to you why because he's faithful when you forget the Word of God you bring items in and things that are heavy loads that you will not even need and so when you forget the Word of God you bring heavy burdens you when you forget the Word of God you take on things that are not your assignment When you forget the word of God, you carry heavy loads that God never designated for you. But my God, the Bible says, cast all of your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you forget the word of God like these women today you bring other people on a journey that was just not necessary if you get yourself together you'll stop people from taking trips that they don't need to go on you talk about yourself but because you forgot that God said I'm with you because you forgot that God said I've got this you forget that God said no 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 baby I'm right there with you trust on me you took on extra duty that was not designated for you you brought people into your circle that were dangerous and desired to kill you those are the ones that smile in your face all the time trying to take your place but God never told you anyhow to bring them with you had you been listening to the word of God had you sought out what God's will was you never would have brought them on that trip and now not just they tripping, but you tripping too. I come to tell you today that you don't have to trip if you listen to the word of God. I come to tell you today that if you take God at his word, you don't have to worry and you don't have to carry heavy loads, heavy burdens. Somebody tell the Lord, thank him. Come on and bless the Lord. And so it took the angels to remind them of what God said, of what Jesus said. Listen, as he said to you, I'm going to get up on the third day. If we just listen to God, we will avert a whole bunch of mess. You better listen to God. Seek him in all your ways. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that you need. All the will of God will come before you. But you got to trust him at his word and implement his word in your life. Is there a witness in the house? If there's a witness in the house and you know it's right, come on and give God some praise. I can't finish right now. I've got to close but I want you to know that because God kept his word that's why you're here right now and you're able to praise him because God kept his word that's how you were able to get out of that last mess because God kept his word that's why you can have joy exceeding and abundantly in fact you don't have to wait till the battle is over but you can shout right now I dare you to give God a praise like you really mean it Jesus went through something Jesus endured the cross despising the shame Jesus made a promise and he was destined he was determined to fulfill his promise Have you kept your promises? Will you keep your promises to the Lord our God? Hallelujah. Jesus kept his word through the persecution and the disbelief of the crowd. I come to tell you today that everybody's not going to believe you. But because you know it's right. Because you know God told you it's going to be all right. You've got to hold on to the promises of God. I know it may not look good in your job situation now. But because Jesus said, hold on and don't let go. Keep a smile on your face. I don't know what he told you to do. But whatever he told you, do that. And it shall come to pass. My God, Jesus endured hardness to keep his promise through the beating and the mocking. Have you ever had somebody... To laugh at you and tell you that you were a fool but you knew what God said to you was right you knew that the God of creation had spent some time with you shared his word with you touched your heart you can't deny him. so Jesus knowing that the father was up in heaven and that he was soon to sit at the right side of him pressed on through the beating pressed on through the mocking pressed on through the talking i come to let you know beatings will come not necessarily physical but somebody's gonna beat you with their mouth but you gotta push through it coming to say push through it the time will come that they will laugh at you, saying you said you're a Christian, but you gotta press through. They'll mock you. My God, my God. Jesus kept on to keep his word. He kept his word through the shame, and watch this, through the pain. Everybody paints a picture And on the canvases of our minds, we see Jesus on a beautiful cross. We see him on a beautiful cross with perhaps a beautiful loin cloth around his midsection. People of God, it ain't so. Even now, we have beautifully uh, beautifully decored. I don't know if that's a word, but it worked. We have beautifully decored the cross here with a wonderful white veil. But if Jesus was now here on the cross, this beautiful white veil would be stained and drenched with the blood that freed me, with the blood that gave me another chance, We see here a smooth cross. But the songwriter said that it was at the old rugged cross. Where I first saw the light. The burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. But it was a rugged cross. That means that as they hung him, he might have got a few splinters in his body. It was rough and rugged. The five places of piercing represented the power that he has given to us. One, two nails, one each in his hands as they stretched him wide and hung him high. One, two nails in each of his feet. Couldn't get off the rugged cross, although in reality he had the power to get off, but he decided that I'm going to keep my word. One, two. Three, four. but you got to get to five, Jesus. And it can only be five once you've completed the promise. Oh, what's that? They pierced him in his side, but not until the ghost had been given up. Somebody's going to see that. Somebody's going to see that. He didn't feel that fifth one because there is anointing. There is power in the fifth. member five represents grace because of the grace of God. There's some things that they're going to do against you that you'll never know about because of the grace of God. God, hallelujah, through his son Jesus made a way. And the Bible says Out of that wound came Water and blood Woo Jesus Ah, The water broke That life could come The blood came Staining, streaming down because the blood represents salvation there was a birthing and there is a keeping power through the blood of the lamb because he kept his word I got to close and I'm closing right now listen to me saints of God Jesus kept his word (sighs) elders evangelists, deaconess, mothers, people of God. He could have gotten down at any point. He said, no, no, no. I I gave my word. I I see the people. Despising the shame, but there's a joy that is set before me. I'll, I'll go through this for them. Look at the level of love We've done some terrible things in our... Excuse me. I've done some terrible things in my life. But it's covered by the blood. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's covered by the blood. I know we've got to get to the offering and we've got to do some other things, but this is Resurrection Sunday. Christ must rise alive and well in you. I want to give everyone the opportunity to surrender your total life to Christ Jesus again. On Friday night, good Friday, here we rededicated our lives to Christ. Perhaps you wasn't here, perhaps you didn't see it online, but you're going to have the opportunity right where you're standing. Right where you're standing. To allow Jesus to come into your life, don't let His labor be in vain for you. Brother, Carl, Stay right there. Stay right there, (sighs) y'all. He kept His word that you would have life, and that more abundantly. People of God, regardless of what you did. Jesus took it on Himself and bore it on the cross. Do I need to get graphic? The lies that you told, the deception that you played, the things that you stole, the people that you hurt purposely. Jesus died for that right there. And you don't have to be hung up for that hang-up anymore. Shh. Father, help your people now to see themselves in this word. That they might repent of their ways and receive you as Lord and Savior. And walk in the power of the resurrection from this they forward. I feel that. I hear it. I'm going to say it like I feel it. Some of you have been experiencing guilt because of the things that you've done and the things that you're doing. But there's forgiveness for you right now. You don't have to feel guilty. Yeah, you did it. But Jesus died for it. And for this, from this day forward, you can walk in the newness of God. That's his word. If you believe that he died on the cross for you and rose on the third day, cannot you believe that he died for your sins? And you don't have to be ashamed anymore. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Father, now, here we are in the sanctuary of your holiness. We lift up our burdens unto you and we confess That we have sinned. But we also confess that we are sorry. And we ask you now in the name of Christ Jesus to forgive us. If that's your prayer, I want you to pray with me. I didn't ask you if you were saved. I didn't ask you if you were a sinner. But if you want things right with God, repeat after me. And Father God, I thank you for another opportunity to be cleansed and to give myself back to you. I ask your forgiveness now of every sin, every wrong, even every wrongful thought that I've had. Clean me, Lord, from all uncleanliness and save my soul right now. Father God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place. I believe that he did it and that on the third day, he rose from the grave with all power and victory. And so now I receive him, Jesus the Christ, as my Lord and my Savior.